and welcome back to the Disney World Today podcast. I am your ghost host for the day, Kevin Pope. Hope everyone's having a magical day, magical week. Hope everything's going good with you guys. It is the week of December 11th, 2023. Only a few weeks left here till we're in 2024. Crazy, I know. Coming up on the two-year anniversary of this podcast, I think two years. Yeah, that sounds right. Don't forget to stop by my Instagram, TikTok, leave me a follow. My DMs are open, chat, talk about Disney, talk about life, whatever it is. If you have suggestions for the show, like today's episode is, is based off a suggestion from one of you guys. If you're listening to this, or maybe this is your first time listening, and you're like, hey, I have an idea that would make a good podcast episode or top 10 list or just topic in general, shoot me a message. We can talk about it, and uh, there's a good chance we'll be talking about it here on the show. Also, wherever you're listening to this, Spotify, Apple, iTunes, Google Podcasts, wherever it is, uh, just take a second, hit that subscribe button. Please leave me a rating and a review. If you do write me a review, you get a shout out on the very next episode. I do have a review today. Got a shout out to Piero Lost. Left me a review here. A perfect Disney World podcast. A pod with a ton of nostalgia and a pod that makes me want to be at Disney World every time I listen to it. Hey, short and sweet. That's all I ask. Uh, if you're listening to this and you haven't left a review on iTunes, it, it takes two minutes tops um it helps it helps other people discover the podcast by when you leave a review um or a rating uh it just kind of helps the algorithm that's that's really all plus not gonna lie i enjoy uh reading them so thank you to piero lost uh i'm recently kind of understanding that i'm very very nostalgic when it comes to disney like just talking with you guys I feel like I'm probably one of the more nostalgic podcasts out there, um, you know, and that just comes off of me and my just personal experiences growing up going to Disney, like literally growing up going to Disney. I was lucky enough to go every summer from age, you know, my first trip was in 1992. I was two years old. We took a year off when my sister was born. And then I went back every year until pretty much every year until I was you know, 30 years old, which is pretty crazy. I literally grew up going to Disney every year. You know, I was a year older uh, experiencing it. So thank you for the great review. I appreciate it. I appreciate you listening. I'm glad I could, uh, you know, spread a little nostalgia to you guys as well. And if you can, again, just please leave a rating and a review. Last week on the pod, we talked about a pretty fun topic, I think. it was. It's kind of a series I want to have called what if i think we've all kind of you know heard of this kind of topic whether it's with tv shows a movie other podcasts last week's we talked about what if the great movie ride never closed what if disney decided hey you know what this is a uh, a treasured attraction here at walt disney world it's iconic it's a staple of hollywood studios what if instead of us closing the ride we just update it and it's it's an attraction that i feel like personally they could have done that, you know, every in cycles, you know, every 10 years, 20 years, whatever it is, instead of just closing it, just re-theme it, re, you know, just insert different movies and characters. And it's the same type of attraction, yet it's different and you're appealing to different audiences and you're kind of growing with the times. You know, maybe one of the more bigger issues with the great movie ride was that it just became too dated. Um, and you could have fixed that. You could have left in some of the classics. You could have left in the scene with the Wizard of Oz. You could have left in the scene with Mary Poppins. You could have left in the alien scene. I, I enjoyed that scene once 
I was old enough to not be terrified. And you could have just added more to it. So last week, um, I did my, did I do my top 10? I think I just named a bunch of movies uh, that I would have added to the great movie ride. I did make a, a TikTok and a reel uh, naming my top 10. Um, if you haven't listened, I feel like it's a good one. It's one of those, I feel like if if you're a huge Disney fan like me and you love that attraction, you probably wrote it or at least after it closed, thought to yourself like, man, I wish they would add this movie to it or I wish they would have added this. So uh, check it out. It's available everywhere. As I mentioned, this week's episode is based off of a suggestion from one of you guys, one of my favorite listeners, uh, Rowan on Instagram. He sent in a few suggestions now. I think this is number three. This week we're talking about a lot of people's favorite, Disney Quest. We're going to go over the history of Disney Quest at Walt Disney World, plus my personal experiences with Disney Quest as they had one here open in downtown Chicago. It's going to be a lot of fun. Here we go. Your attention, please. The Walt Disney World Railroad, now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. Board. Every adventurer in the family will love Disney Quest Indoor Interactive Theme Park, where you can design and ride your own roller coaster, battle virtual villains, and let your imagination soar. I'm Janet Davies. And I'm Jim Rose, and welcome to one of the most incredible places in Chicago this year. It's called Disney Quest, and it's located on the corner of Ohio and Rush in Chicago, just one block west of Michigan Avenue. JR, right behind us is a five-story building that is an indoor interactive theme park. Ooh. It is full of high-tech virtual reality games and gadgetry. I tell you, it is 90,000 square feet of pure fun, mm. good family fun. Mm -hmm. And I guarantee there is no place in the United States like this, except in Orlando, where the original Disney Quest is. Well, tonight we're going to show you highlights of this incredible place. We're going to talk to some of the celebrities on hand, yeah. and we're going to watch Disney's grand opening ceremonies. But first... All right, so again, want to give a shout-out to Rowan McMillan on Instagram. Thank you for the suggestion for this week's episode. He, uh, this is like his third one. Um, he, he messaged me a while back with a list of a, a bunch of topics he thought would make good episodes, and Disney Quest was one of them. So that's what we're going to be talking about today, Disney Quest. And this is one, Disney Quest is a weird topic for me because it's one of those Disney things that, you know, it was around for a while like i grew up you know disney quest was always a staple of downtown disney plus you know the fact that they had a disney quest in chicago but i gotta i gotta be honest with you guys you guys know me i will give it to you straight i wasn't the biggest disney quest kid and i didn't realize i guess i don't know i guess i didn't realize how popular and how much of a following it had until it closed i remember when it was closing you know, all the posts would come out on Twitter or in, you know, Instagram, Facebook. I remember reposting it and saying something and all the comments were like, man, I'm going to miss it. So many good memories. Why are they getting rid of it? I was actually a little, a little shocked at how many people actually still loved Disney Quest. You know, I, I, I have to believe part of the reason is I, I only experienced it a couple times. 
Um, which again, you're listening to this like, whoa, you, may, you know, maybe you find that a little surprising considering, well, I would go to Disney every summer and we had one here in Chicago, but we're going to kind of get into all of that uh, in this episode. But I, I just think it was one of those things. Disney Quest was one of those things. You know, I experienced it. I thought it was cool. Um, I don't know if my parents understood that it wasn't just like a normal arcade. I think maybe that's part of the reason. I think part of the reason why we didn't do it as much is because we had one in Chicago. So that when we were going down to Disney on our summer, you know, family vacations, I don't think my parents were too excited about, you know, I don't want to say wasting, but, you know, spending time and money at Disney Quest when, you know, we have one in Chicago, we're only in Disney for an X amount of days, like our time is very limited. They'd rather be, you know, at the parks, experiencing the stuff in the parks rather than being inside at Disney Quest. I think that's probably, that probably played a big role too, you know, and then when it closed, it was just, yeah, I I, I gotta be honest, I probably uh, took it for granted a little bit. And then when it closed, even still, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't that sad because it was going to be replaced with the NBA experience and me being a big basketball guy, you know, played college basketball, coach basketball, all this stuff. Like I wasn't too sad because they were replacing it with something I was excited for, you know? Um, but for this episode, we're going to cover pretty much, you know, everything about Disney quest, the history, my personal experiences with it. We'll just kind of go over everything that was Disney quest. And then at the end, I asked you guys on Instagram, what were some of your favorite Disney Quest memories? So we'll go ahead and read some of those as well. So I played some audio there in the intro. Um, the first clip was from a Disney World planning uh, DVD VHS. I think from, I want to say that one was from 2001. Um, you know, all those Disney planning videos, if you guys remember those, they would do like each park, the water parks, other stuff, and then they would cover downtown Disney and uh, they would always mention Disney Quest um, when it came to downtown Disney, especially in the later years, like after Pleasure Island. I gotta say that Disney Quest was probably that with, with Cirque du Soleil, um, probably the two mainstays, the two staples of downtown Disney there in the early through late 2000s. You know, Pleasure Island's gone. There's really nothing else of note there. Like, obviously, you have shops and restaurants and stuff, but those were like the two headliners. Um, Disney Quest at Downtown Disney, the iconic big green building you can see from the uh, from the streets driving by, and that was the that was the first Disney Quest. That was the original one. It opened on June 18th, my wife's birthday, 1998. Um, obviously, at Downtown Disney, and it was followed one year later by Disney Quest Chicago that opened on June 16th, 1999. So we're let's cover that first. Pretty crazy to think about Disney opening up, you know, a Disney Quest, something Disney related outside of Orlando, outside of Disneyland. Like kind of kind of crazy to think about, right? That okay, we have Disney Quest, we're going to open it up at Downtown Disney, opens in 1998. At Walt Disney World, and then their next their next location is Chicago. Like, how does it? How did they not open one up at Disneyland? Did they? I'm guessing they just didn't have the room for it. Although you know, it's just a building. It was I think like four or five floors. 
I feel like they could have found room for it. I don't know. I, I found that very shocking. Like when, before I started recording in my head, I was like, okay, I think there were three. I think there was Orlando, Chicago, and California. Um, you know, I didn't really realize there there's only two, which is kind of crazy to think about. And, you know, that second clip that you heard in the intro um, was from a news broadcast from June 16th, 1999, the grand opening of Disney Quest Chicago. And if you couldn't tell from the video or from the audio, I'm sorry, it was a very, it was a very big deal here. Very big deal. I was nine years old, but I remember it. I remember the hype, the excitement, the buildup, the advertisements, the commercials, the billboards, you know, the location was in the heart of downtown Chicago, the, the city, like this isn't, you know, Chicago land. This isn't like when they say, oh, it's in Chicago and, you know, it's 45 minutes away in a suburb. It was downtown, the heart of the city. You know, there was all these festivities going on for the grand opening. People were lining up hours in advance to be one of the first ones to enter. Obviously not me. I was nine years old. I still had to go to school, but I, I remember it being a big deal. And, you know, this is 1999 in my head doesn't feel that long, that long ago uh, when when in reality that's uh, 25 years ago already to put that in perspective 1999 was 25 years ago in 1999 25 years previous was 1974 that kind of that kind of hurts my head a little bit so I'm nine years old in 1999 Disney Quest opens in Chicago and I, I feel like a lot of the hype was still you know Disney in the 90s was still very beloved um you know nowadays i think disney kind of has a there's a, a stigma about it about disney adults people who go to disney the disney company in general um i feel like is very different and i feel like the general public has a very different perception of disney nowadays in the 90s it's like one of those things like i feel just like everyone loved disney like the company as a whole even if you didn't go to disney world disneyland didn't travel Every kid growing up in the 90s grew up on the Disney Channel, the classic Disney animated movies, Lion King, Pocahontas, Beauty and the Beast, Mulan, Tarzan. Every single person with children knew of those movies, has seen those movies, was buying merchandise and toys of those movies. It was just a different time back then, you know? 1999... The people of Chicago, the city, the state of Illinois was probably very, very excited to bring something Disney related to the state. I'm sure they were kind of thinking like this was just the start of things to come, that this was going to be some huge, big um, venture that would never fail. That would be a part of, you know, Chicago for for years. I think the, there's still like that lore, that that magic about the Disney company that like when Disney offered it like hey we want to build a disney quest in chicago i'm sure the city just jumped at it i'm sure it was uh like don't even think about it yes let's get this done we want a part of disney here in our city now there were plans to build more disney quest um, locations the two that i saw were surprising too uh, philadelphia and baltimore it, it seemed like they wanted to put disney quests in places where uh, maybe the, like the the weather, like year round, like you, people wanted a place to go that was indoors. 
you know, popular cities. They probably, Disney probably gets a lot, a lot of visitors from Chicago, Baltimore, Philadelphia, this whole area. Why? You know, in the winters, sucks here. You know, it's cold, it's snowy, it's rainy. Um, so we, we always go down to Disney. And, you know, if you can't make that trip in the winter, you know, what's a better option? Just going down to the city, you know, 10 miles away and uh, going to Disney Quest. So I think that was probably part of their strategy. Um, obviously, those other locations never made it. And surprisingly, the Chicago location didn't make it either. It, it, it closed on... Uh, in September of 2001. But of course, my family being the Disney family that we are, we had to make a trip over. It went, When it opened, I, I see it opened in June. I'm pretty sure we went that summer to Disney Quest. Um, it might have been when we got back from our family vacation. I, I, I'd have to ask my aunt or my mom if they remember exactly when we went. I want to say it was maybe more that fall then because I, I just remember it not being like a hot sunny day. So I'm going to guess it was maybe the fall. That would make sense. You know, but we were excited, you know, to have Disney in our own backyard, like just drive on down uh, to the city and go to Disney Quest. I remember my aunt and my mom took uh, me, my cousins and my sister. We went down there. It was like, I'm pretty sure it was like right across from this rock and roll themed McDonald's. So, I mean, the, that was perfect. I think we went to McDonald's first, then we headed over to Disney Quest. And again, back that in that time, 1999, me, I, I had no idea what to expect. You kind of just assume it's like some sort of Disney arcade, some sort of Disney interactive arcade. You know, some of that kind of interactive stuff we were familiar with through just going to Disney World, whether it was, you know, simulator rides, 3D shows, stuff at Innovations, stuff at Epcot, um, you know, after you ride Spaceship Earth. Like, we kind of had a little bit of knowledge of, like, that kind of entertainment and technology. At least so I thought. So we make the trip down there, and again, I'm nine years old, so i trying to remember my best of our Disney Quest trip because it was only one time, it's kind of tough. I remember pulling up. I remember going to McDonald's. I remember going to Disney Coast. I remember seeing the giant green building. Um, and I remember it just being different floors and just being like kind of blown away because we didn't really have anything like that. Yes, we had arcades. I think at this point we did have like a Dave and Buster's. But this giant building that had five different floors of interactive games was just a completely new thing to me and you know disney at this time like right down the street i don't know if it was open yet or was opening soon they had a a restaurant called espn zone which was going to be pretty similar to the espn club at boardwalk and i think they had an espn zone at downtown disney and disneyland so like this kind of area you had the espn zone that was a big deal when that opened and, you know, Disney Quest right down the street um, so that we, you know, we were so excited to have all this like kind of Disney heading north, you know, towards us and our city. And then before I looked it up, the 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 things I, that really stood out to me uh, at Disney Quest here, I remember doing the attraction where you were like in an inflatable raft and you were paddling. I remember that one. I remember they had a game where you would, like, fire cannons at pirate ships. I remember, of course, 
the uh, cyberspace mountain where you would create your own um, roller coaster. I remember Mighty Ducks Pinball, and I remember the Buzz Lightyear Astro Blasters. So then I looked up all of the kind of attractions or games that they had, um, and I think these are at both of the locations, but it, they had a Pirates of the Caribbean attraction um, where one person would steer the ship and the rest would fire cannons and you know try to destroy other pirate ships and sea monsters and pirate fortresses. They had a virtual jungle cruise. This is the one I really remember um, paddling with an inflatable raft. Um, and I feel like you were using like an actual paddle. I think this is like the first thing that we did. This, that's why I remember it. I was, it was pretty crazy. Um, you know, although you're just paddling in front of a, a, a pretty much a green screen. Um, I thought it was pretty cool. Cyberspace Mountain, where you design your own roller coaster. That was hosted by Bill Nye. They had a magic carpet ride with Aladdin that was virtual reality. Uh, they had an animation academy, which they had at like Hollywood Studios, where they would kind of teach you how to draw some of the characters. Sid's create a toy where you could create like an actual toy out of like a bunch of like random parts. They had a song maker where you can make different songs and then purchase that song. Uh, let's see, what else did they have here? Mighty Ducks Pinball, as I said. Buzz Lightyear Astro Blasters. Uh, this ride called Ride the Comics, which I had zero recollection of. Invasion, the Extraterrestrial Encounter, Cave of Wonder Slide, Treasure of the Incas, Magic Mirrors, and Hercules in the Underworld. So like I said, I, I do remember the Pirates of the Caribbean attraction. I, I just briefly just remember like firing these cannons at like other ships. Um, I mean, you know, I thought it was pretty fun at the time. It, enough to where I enjoyed myself. The Jungle Cruise one I remember more, um, like I said, because I we rode that one first. I remember it was like an actual like inflatable raft that we were all in, you know, with like a, a screen in front of us. And I want to say they were like actual real like boat paddles. And I remember them just being kind of heavy and awkward. Um, you know, I was nine years old. Like, I don't know if they had different sizes for different kids or different people. But I remember that one just being kind of awkward and clunky. You know, not like, it was actually like a lot of work. Like I was paddling as fast as I possibly could. You know, you're on the virtual jungle cruise. I don't, I don't remember it being like similar to the actual attraction. I just feel like it was just like an Amazon river type jungle and you're just kind of going through it. Um, Cyberspace Mountain. Definitely remember this one. I remember me and my cousin went on this. Um, down at the one in Orlando. We didn't do it there in Chicago. Maybe my mom thought I was too young. Maybe it wasn't open yet. Maybe, um, you know, the line was too long. I'm not quite sure. But I remember we did do it at Disney World, um, like the one other time we went to Disney Quest. I remember, yeah, it was hosted by Bill Nye, and I thought it was really cool. You could just, they had pre-made coasters, or you could just build your own. I remember us building our own. I remember, like, my cousin, like, she kept, like picking like loops and corkscrews and drops. I'm like, I'm sitting there like in my head. I'm like, oh yeah, that'll be fun. In my head, I'm like, oh man. I'm like, I'm really nervous. Like she just keeps picking loops and corkscrews. Um, I remember, and then you go in like this tiny little, you know, enclosed like little chamber. Uh, luckily at nine, 10 years old, I wasn't claustrophobic yet. You know, you kind of ride the coaster. I remember that being really fun. I remember you could like view it or like watch the people that were inside of it. And did they maybe record it even too? Because I remember afterwards, my 
dad, my dad came up to me and like, wasn't mad, but it was like, Hey, did you swear on there? Cause they were like watching us ride it. And he thought I was like swearing, like screaming. I don't think I did. I think if anything, I probably said like, what the heck or, Oh frick, you know? But I remember having that conversation with him, but that was a big one. Cyberspace mountain. Um, they kind of kept that alive at Disney world for a while at Epcot. Like some of all thrills, I think was like similar. Um, but definitely remember doing that one. The Buzz Lightyear Astro Blasters is probably the next one um, that I remember the most. I feel like that's, I feel like that might be the most popular one between that one and the Hyperspace Mountain. But the Buzz Lightyear Astro Blasters was pretty much like uh, bumper cars mixed with dodgeball. You would ride around in like these, like like I said, like little bumper cars, and they had like these foam like dodgeballs all around the track and. The vehicle, there was two of them, two of you guys, like, per vehicle. And if you, like, ran over the ball, it would, like, kind of suck it up. And it would come through the chute, like, back into your car. Like, inside, it was, like, enclosed, like, by, like, this metal cage. And, like, each car had, like, a little, looked like a little cannon. And you would load up, load it up with the ball and you'd be able to fire it at other vehicles. And if you hit the other cars in, like, certain areas... It would cause like their their bumper car to kind of spin around in a circle and stuff like it was a lot of fun. I remember though, uh, me and my cousin we went on it, and he was driving and I was the one like loading the dodgeballs and firing. I remember ours like broke, like the dodgeball got stuck in the chute and like we weren't able to fire any of the balls. So we had to like go on it again and like wait in line and, and do it again. But I feel like I feel like that one like a lot of you guys probably remember that one. I feel like that was like one of the more popular attractions there. The, let's see what else. The Mighty Ducks Pinball. See, this is one of those I feel like is is very forgotten. But to me, I thought it was really cool because I just, I really like the Mighty Ducks. And this was, so it was like Mighty Ducks Pinball. And you controlled like each, um, like your own ball and like had to like control it like through like a pinball machine almost. You would stand like on this like weird platform and, and kind of control it. And it was pretty cool. But it was based off of the Mighty Ducks animated series the cartoon if you guys remember that yes the mighty ducks had a cartoon and i always liked it i thought it was really cool i had a lot of those like mighty ducks action figures so i thought that one was cool it was, it was definitely a unique attraction and then the only other one i really remember is the aladdin one the magic carpet ride um i just remember kind of flying through agrabah and i remember you see like the genie and you're like collecting like these like little gem things uh, but other than that, like, I don't remember that one being that eventful. I don't know if you even see, like, Jafar. And it was, like, you wore, like, a headset and you were, like, uh, like sat in, like, this magic carpet thing. But that was, for all of the attractions, those were the only ones that I, I truly remember. You know, I, I listed all of the ones earlier. And the only other one I, re I have somewhat of a recollection of is the Hercules Underworld one. I feel like I remember seeing like in a promotional video, like in one of the Disney planning videos. I don't remember doing that one. Sounds pretty cool. It looks pretty cool. Um, the the alien encounter one. I have zero recollection of this. I, I just, I don't remember this at all. Um, it kind of makes sense. You know, if I went to Disney quest in 1999, you know, I'm probably wasn't too excited to do anything alien encounter related. I had, ridden the attraction at the magic kingdom 
and was absolutely just mortified. So I, I'm pretty sure I would want to stay away from that if it was even open, you know, at the time that we went. Um, but I do like that they kind of incorporated Alien Encounter into, you know, Disney Quest. Uh, I think that's pretty cool. Um, it, I think it was still, the attraction I think was still open at the time. Uh, I don't know exactly when it opened, but I just like that they kind of had a little crossover there. So as I mentioned, the Disney Quest in Chicago was not, did not last very long. Opened in June of 1999 and closed in September of 2001. And it had nothing to do uh, with the events of 9-11. It was already on the decline and, and planned to close before that. Of what I could read, I was trying to find out because obviously I just have a very personal connection to this. And unfortunately, it's something, you know, with the city of Chicago, it's kind of forgotten. Like maybe you'll see someone talk about it um, on Twitter or, you know, Disney people really only talk about it. Or you'll see like, uh, you know, one of those Twitter pages that's like history of like Chicago, like Chicago. I felt like a Chicago history page or something. They just post like old pictures and like one of them was the grand opening of Disney Quest. Like other than that, it's just it's kind of forgotten. It was only here for two years. Um, I know Disney was not impressed with the numbers that it did. I think, you know, it, it made money. It was profitable, but it wasn't as profitable as they wanted it to be. They expected like a steady flow of people year round. And the thing is, why why did it fail? You can you can Google it. You know, everyone says something different. One of the things um, that that I read was they said that people were complaining about the price. A day pass was only $36. Um, I guess nowadays that doesn't sound very expensive at all. But in 1999, you know, were people that excited and, and ready to spend $36 on, quote-unquote, a glorified arcade? I, I don't think so. I think what, what the problem was, it was a combination of things. The price, you know, people, I, I guess, didn't feel comfortable paying that for a day pass. I think that year round it didn't do the numbers Disney was expecting because here in Chicago we have pretty much bad weather like eight, nine months of the year. So by the time it gets to June, July, August and it's hot and it's nice out, people want to go outside and do things. I feel like, um, you know, maybe the numbers weren't great during those periods. You know, also too, like in the winter's here too. If if it's snowy and negative 20 degrees, do people want to go outside and do anything? No, even though Disney Quest is inside, it's a matter of getting there and traffic and public transportation and walking. Like it, it sucks when, like I said, it's 20 degrees, the wind chill, it's snowing. People just want to stay inside and, and, you know, stay warm. They don't want to go out and do anything. So between that and I think, you know, Around that time, 99, 2000, 2001, the virtual reality stuff, I feel like it was starting to change. Um, mid to late 90s, I feel like that stuff was mind-blowing. Like, oh my god, this is the coolest thing ever. This technology is amazing. By the time you get to 2000, um, you know, we're kind of used to it. Video games are kind of expanding. Cell phones, people are getting cell phones. Like the technology starts to catch up a little bit. And, 
you know, even just arcades in general, like this is the year, you know, 99, 2000, 2001. I feel like arcades in general were dying out here. You know, think about all those classic like 80s and 90s arcades. By the time it's 2000, like a lot of those have kind of gone away. Like there was Dave and Buster's. Um, other than that, we had a couple smaller places, you know, that kind of closed up around this time, you know, maybe a few years later, some local places, uh, like the only one around, there's this place not too far called Enchanted Castle, which was like, uh, basically like a Chuck E. Cheese, but there was a lot of like mom and pop, like arcades, even restaurants would have arcade games. You would see those arcade games going away. Like just that stuff was just kind of on the downward trend, I think. And if you need any kind of comparison, just look at Disney with that stuff too. Look at Epcot and look at innovations and how that's when it kind of started to change. And it wasn't like the forefront technology anymore. It was, you know, starting, like I said, starting, you know, the downward trend. Now, Disney Quest at Downtown Disney Orlando obviously lasted a lot longer, made it all the way until 2017. And again, as someone who, I, the last time I did Disney Quest was probably 2001 or 2002. So I went 15 years with without going there and checking it out. So I don't know how it was at the end there. Um, it was just, I don't know. It, I feel like too. Um, I think there was a point there at Disney when you would buy like the certain passes, you would get like a, an entertainment option with like your park hopper. Like you'd get to pick uh, between a water park or Disney Quest. I think that was a thing, and we would always just pick the water park. Like I said, I don't. I don't think my my mom was the biggest fan of Disney Quest. Um, to be fair, too, like. As a kid, it's not like I was constantly like begging and asking, like, please, can we go to Disney Quest? So I really wish I could interview my former self and, you know, ask myself, like, what I truly thought of it. Because I never remember being like, please, 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 can we go to Disney Quest? You know, we went there to the one in Chicago. We checked out the one in downtown Disney. And then that was it. We would walk past it. It was, you know, I like knowing it was there. It was cool. The big green building. You know, you would see, like, uh, advertisements for it and stuff on the uh, Disney planning videos. It always looked cool. I just never went out of my way to try and go there again. I think just I think just eventually, even the one at uh, downtown Disney, Disney Springs, I think it just, the, the technology just kind of caught up. And it wasn't, you know, cutting edge anymore. I do think they could have kept it. Uh, it was announced it was closing and finally closed in 2017. As I mentioned earlier in this episode, I it sucks, but I was kind of excited because they were replacing it with the NBA experience. I'm a huge basketball guy. I was really pumped for it, and I was lucky enough to do a... Um, they had like a soft opening for the NBA experience. Like before it opened to the public, I was able to go and check it out. And I thought it was really cool. They had a lot of cool stuff. I could spend, you know, a few hours in there and just kind of explore, try all the games, shoot some hoops. Like, it was a lot of fun. We we exit the attraction and, you know, people kind of ask me for my opinion. And I said, that was awesome. That was really cool. But who who is this for? 
you know, who is going to do this more than once? The casual Disney fan isn't going to the NBA experience. The casual Disney fan would have checked out Disney Quest, right? Like, unless you're a basketball fan or have kids who are into basketball, that was not for you. Like, there was no point to even do it. And there was no, like, rewritability, as I call it. Like, I did the NBA experience, even me, like, that's something I could see myself doing like once every few years. And even then it's kind of a stretch. Like, I don't know. It was, it was a pretty ambitious attempt by Disney. See, my plan, what they should have done is take Disney quest and just make the NBA experience like part of the building, like the top floor or the top two floors and still have like Disney quest, like the other stuff on the other floors. You could have had both of those kind of things together and as we all saw, you know, maybe it was COVID related or not, but the NBA experience lasted like a year and a half uh, and it was gone. I think, I think they could have done like, you know, one floor have like a restaurant, one floor or two floors, you know, have the NBA stuff. And then the rest of it, you know, have like your Disney Quest interactive games, virtual reality. You know, they had this thing at downtown Disney or at Disney Springs called The Void, where it was basically like this, you know, it was virtual reality, but like present day VR, like intense, like you're actually there. I think they had a Star Wars one. You know, you can do stuff like that. You know, we have like these gaming headsets we can have at home now um, where it's like you're actually there. I think stuff like that you could have made work. Um, and then, you know, maybe have you have like a retro arcade in one of the floors, like make one of it, make it kind of like a Dave and Buster's, you know, adults. If, if Disney Quest was kind of like that, like in a Disney adult Dave and Buster's, I guarantee you I would have been there because that's fun. You know, we like to have some drinks, have some food, play skee-ball, you know, do pop a shot, play some crazy taxi. Like, you know, it's a, it's a good time. I think they could have done something like that. I think they could have salvaged it. Instead, they gave up. They, you know, the NBA probably threw a bunch of money at them. Um, and, you know, they tried it. So I asked you guys on Instagram, what are some of your favorite memories of Disney Quest? Got a few here from, of course, Rowan McMillan. Uh, thank you again for the suggestion. He's got some memories here. The Cheesecake Factory on the top floor was amazing. I think that, that was a Cheesecake Factory Express, right? They, they had, like, express restaurants at uh, Downtown Disney. I remember, I think they had that, I think it was the same thing at Chicago. I think it was a Cheesecake Factory because I remember just seeing, like, slices of cheesecake that I wanted to try. Uh, he also said, me and my dad used to have some of the biggest laughs on Buzz Lightyear Astro Blasters. And the music in Disney Quest is so nostalgic for me also. I, you know what? I'm, I'm not going to lie. I don't think I know that music at all. I'm definitely going to have to go uh, and check that out. And yeah, the Astro Blasters was so much fun. I, I'll never forget me and my cousin in that thing laughing so hard. You know, having to write it again because I broke the, the blaster on our first try. But... Yeah, definitely some solid memories there. This next one from Darth Dagan. Walking up to an arcade game to press the bright flashing green button to play for free. I don't... Were the arcade games like that? They, you know, they were already kind of pre... That would make sense, right? That you don't have to like put in quarters or anything. They're all free. Like That's like a kid's dream in the 90s. Jeez. This next one from Sydney Swain. Wanting to go in so bad, but my parents saying no because it's just a glorified... Yeah, okay, glorified arcade, exactly. Um, I feel like that's kind of how my mom thought of it. Like, 
we went to the one in Chicago. I don't think she was that impressed. And then like from then on, uh, it was like, yeah, we're just going to, we're going to do other things at Disney uh, instead. Darth Dagan also said, felt like a 90s kid fantasy. Wish I could go back as, as an adult. Yep, exactly. Like, I, I think Dave and Buster's is everywhere, right? If you know what I'm talking about, Dave and Buster's is pretty much an adult arcade. Like, they have a bar, food, drinks, and then just, like, a bunch of arcade games. You can walk around with your drinks. They have, like, some classic games, some newer games, and it's uh, definitely a good time. Park Rags, uh, a pretty good follow on Instagram. Check them out. Hyperspace Mountain and the creepy footage of its abandoned state on YouTube. Yep, Hyperspace Mountain. I talked about my memories of that one. The abandoned video, I, I, I saw that on YouTube when I was looking up from some stuff. And, um, you know, I didn't get a chance to watch it completely. Uh, but I do want to check that out. I, I do want to, I just want to see what it was like, you know, in 2015, 16, 17. Because it's like, whoa, that's not that long ago. Like, I wonder how dated it was inside. All right, this next one is from Sir Cinema. The comic book VR game, that thing was a blast. See, that's one of those I, I mentioned I didn't do. And then I, I looked it up because just to see what it was like. I'm pretty sure we did do this one then. Um, ride the comic, you would, you would, it was a VR headset and you would like, I remember like fighting like, I don't know if it was like samurai or I was like fighting like monsters or something with like a sword. Um, Again, that, that seems like something I would love, you know, when I was 9, 10 years old. Maybe didn't appreciate it enough, too. So I definitely should have checked it out as I got older. This next one from Ayana NF. I worked there during my college program in fall 2010. I miss that place and the people so much. Wow. Uh, you'll have to reach out and let me know um, some of the inside secrets uh, behind Disney Quest. Any inside scoop? You know, you were there in 2010, like, could you tell that it was, you know, maybe not as popular as it used to be? Was it, you know, popular? Was it packed all the time? Uh, I'd be interested to hear what you have to say on that. Co Ruckle 12 said, playing Wreck-It Ralph Arcade Machine. Again, this is a, a more recent one, um, but they did add some of the Wreck-It Ralph games after the movie came out into Disney Quest, which makes sense. That That seems like a really good fit. Rad Ruby 89 says, pure joy, paddling a raft like my life depended on it, designing a roller coaster, testing it, and it goes on. Yeah, same thing. Like, I remember doing the raft ride and, like, legit being, like, exhausted. Like, I was paddling for my life. Like, I thought it was a real raft, you know? That was um, a lot of fun. Uh, this next one, only got a couple left here. This next one's from Black Girl in... Disney World. I remember doing the VR game and the helmet smelled like the worst B.O. Game was fun, though. I wonder if that was Ride the Comics. I wonder, because I, I know that when you, you wore, like, this helmet thing, you were, like, in this big contraption. That's, I'm sorry for laughing. That's, uh, that's pretty funny. And this last one from NM Gypsy 14 Building my own virtual roller coaster and making my own song. Yeah, as I mentioned, they had, like, the song maker thing um, I couldn't, I didn't see any info on this, so I don't know if you made like, like a garage band style song or you actually sang it, uh, but then you could buy it and, and download it or whatever and bring it home with you. But, uh, that's, uh, all the answers I got. Thank you guys for replying and participating on Instagram. And that pretty much wraps up everything I have, 
on Disney Quest. It's it's one of those Disney attractions I do regret not doing more. Uh, I wish I would have done it, you know, one more time when I was older and could actually remember a lot of it. Um, but for the longest time, that was a staple of downtown Disney. And for a lot of us, um, we'll always kind of remember it and miss it. And, you know, maybe on a future episode, I'll do a what if uh, about Disney Quest. You know, what if Disney Quest never closed? Um, like I talked about on this episode, making it some sort of Dave and Buster's, I think would have worked. And that would, uh, I think, make for a fun uh, topic for an episode. Before we wrap it up, I, th- I think I talked about it last week, right? I'm pretty sure I mentioned it, how um, Epcot, they debuted like the new hub and then like the new future world. I've been posting a lot about it on TikTok and Instagram. been seeing a lot of videos and, and stuff about it. I don't know. It's I watched a video of Future World, like a tour in like 2013, and it was at night. You can see the glowing sidewalk, the fountain, the music. I think this new Epcot's going to hurt for a little bit. You know, it's something I didn't really think I would be too nostalgic about. But now that it's gone and I see like the new version, like the, the statue of Walt is cool. I like that. I think it looks cool at night. Um, it's just weird that it's just so different. It just doesn't look, doesn't look like Disney to me, if that makes sense. The new music, the, the new colors, the, the new scenery. I don't know. It's just different. I'm not the biggest fan. I know like some of the hate, like I I posted a, a TikTok about it and some of the hate is like, oh, you Disney people, like you never want change. Like that's not true. I just want change for the better. Like, I don't want change for the sake of change. Like, I want it to have, like, purpose. And I don't know if if this fits that. Like, for four years, this was under construction. And when they unveil it, like, besides the statue of Walt, which, you know, I don't know. Even that is, like, do you need another statue of Walt Um, at Epcot? Which, you know, it's not even, like, his original vision you know it's completely different than what he wanted and you know i I do think some of future future world needed a change i think innovations definitely needed a change but did they have to overhaul and completely redo the whole thing no i don't think so but that's a uh that's a that's enough of me uh venting and ranting about that that's gonna be coming up a lot i i don't know the last uh the last few years as a diehard Disney fan have been kind of rough. We lose Splash Mountain, all the changes at Epcot. It just seems like kind of one thing after another. But that's I'm just going to wrap up this week's episode. I'm, I'm sorry, guys. I am tired this week. It's been a long week. It's I always feel like the weeks between Thanksgiving and Christmas are always the worst. And now, you know, this year we have a baby. We're at the four-month uh, sleep regression right now, so I'm getting like a solid like 45 minutes of sleep at a time. <laughs> My wife, too, we're just both exhausted. Um, so hopefully I was able to to provide you with a little Disney magic. I know, you know, uh, I'll do like a lot of the middle-of-the-night feedings when he wakes up, so it's like 2 a.m., and you know, some of those, some of those nights are lonely, they're rough, I'm exhausted, and I, I try to stay awake, you know, with him while I'm feeding him, and obviously. So I've been really uh, getting into, like, Disney stuff in the middle of the night, 2, two 3 a.m., listening to Disney podcasts, listening to Disney park music, 
watching YouTube videos. Like, have you guys heard of the series on YouTube called Defunct Land? I think they did an episode on Disney Quest, but he does a really good job. Um, I've been watching a lot of his videos. It's a lot of fun. Just watching a lot of, you know, nostalgic Disney stuff. That always kind of um, puts me in the mood. Also, like, I was sitting there with my son the other night, feeding him, and I was watching something. It was like, um, I think it was like Magic Kingdom in like in the early 2000s. And the one thing that's going to bother me is that Disney is going to be so different for him than it was for me. Just everything about it is going to be different, and it's going to take a little getting used to, but... He's got some time. Hopefully, we get a uh, we'll be planning a Disney trip soon. And when that comes, I'm gonna be asking you guys for some tips on uh, you know going to Disney with a baby. You know who knows how old he'll be. Maybe he'll be one, two. We'll see. But I'll be definitely asking you guys uh, for some tips and tricks there. But that's all I got. Thank you guys for listening. Remember to follow me on Instagram and TikTok. Send me. Send me a message on Instagram. My DMs are always open, especially if you have an idea for the show. Hit that subscribe button. Leave me a rating and a review. And until next time, always remember it all started with a mouse.